Hello, hello, hello. I am back a little later than planned. I do apologise for the delay. So if you're listening to this tonight, you are practically listening to it in real time because it is currently half past six and I am just recording my podcast episode. So thank you to all of you that messaged me saying, have you not done a podcast today? I was like, oh, people care. That's nice. Thank you. But I am back. So I'm going to be honest with you. I have not recorded my podcast today because I feel like a bit of a fraud today and I've just not been feeling very positive this week due to a number of things that have been going on and I was like, how can I record a podcast telling everybody to, you know, just speak positive and like look on the bright side when I have been a miserable shit all week? But I thought, no, you know what, I'm going to do it because... That is the reality, like, not everything is sunshine and unicorns. Sometimes you just have a shit week, and that's what I have had this week. So I'm not going to go into too much detail, but, yeah, it's not been a great week. I mean, there has been some good parts of the week, definitely, but there's a lot of things on my mind and on my plate at the minute. Um, I'm very worried and upset about one of my friends who's very poorly. That's playing on my mind a lot, and... We are selling our house, me and my ex, nearly husband, uh, we're selling our house and the solicitors are driving me up the wall. I'm ready to boot the door in, but I'm not going to, I'm going to, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, Just everything's gone a bit wrong, really, you know, when you just have one of those weeks. And even worse, I know that I am bringing a lot of it on myself because I am talking and thinking negatively and therefore I know where it goes. I'm attracting more of that. So everything that could go wrong is going wrong. My fridge is broken. The cat's sneezing her tits off constantly, which is, I just feel really bad on her because she's full of snot and she's scratching her eyes. And uh, it's just one of those weeks. So I thought that today would be a good day to talk about what I do if I am having one of those weeks because. Although everybody has them, I feel like because I am generally very positive and I do just kind of look for the positives in things all the time, when I have one of those weeks, it really affects me and I feel the, I feel the bad energy all the time and it just feels so much worse now that I have fewer of them and I'm very grateful that I do have fewer of them. And it made me think, wow, there is loads of people who just live in this constant why the world is against me mindset and that is really scary and I think I was probably you know I've never been completely like that but before I knew what I knew I would often let circumstances control how I feel and that's exactly what I've done this week annoyingly so I thought I would do a podcast episode on what I do to snap the fuck out of it because yes I am a positive person and I make a conscious effort to be positive, but I notice that sometimes some of my friends and people that I work with and things, they'll say something that's negative and then they'll be like, oh, I know, sorry, I should be thinking positively about it. And they're almost like apologising for having a whinge about something. And sometimes I think, "Mm, I wonder if people know that, you know, I don't always feel positive. Sometimes I just feel shit like every other human. Um, and I think it's important to understand that like, just because you have a whinge doesn't mean that you're a negative person. It just means that you're having a bad week. 
So now that my pity party is coming to a close, I'm going to go through those 10, top 10 things that have kind of brought me out of it at long last. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to go in no particular order. There are some that are more important than others, I think, but these are just the top 10 and there was lots of others as well, but these are the ones that I think help me personally. So the first one that I have put on my list is to listen to music. So I'm pretty sure it's not just me. Everybody who listens to music usually links it to some kind of feeling or memory. And I find it's a very, very good, quick way of getting into a better mood. So you've got to find your playlist. Like some people really like classical calm music. Now for me, that makes me feel a bit like I'm, you know, still kind of wallowing in how I'm feeling. I need something, you know, a little bit more upbeat or positive. So I have like a playlist that I put on if I'm fit. Well, I put it on anyway, actually. I put it on most days in the car, but I do listen to a particular few songs and on my Instagram in my bio, there is a link to the four or five tracks that I always listen to. So if you wanted to listen to those, you can. So my first one is to listen to music. Um, second one is to watch something that lifts your spirit. So it could be like a comedy show. I really like stand-up comedy. That always, I think just like laughing at something, you have to feel more cheery when you've been laughing at something so if you can find something that makes you laugh whack that on I also love watching friends because it just makes me feel like ah I feel like they're my friends so I like to put friends on I love um first dates I love that program so I usually watch a few episodes of first dates having said that I have recently rejoined tinder Back on the horse, it's six months now since me and my nearly husband have split up. So I thought, I'll download it again, see what's out there. My God, it's quite a selection of nutters. Um, it's a bit like, you know, the Boxing Day sale at Next, where they drag out the racks. <laughs> They drag out the racks of shit that's been in the back for a very long time. And you're like, spot a top that your mum was wearing in 2008. It's like that. Like, it's the proper dregs. So I think I'm going to wait for the new spring-summer collection to come in. Oh, God, I hope that none of my Tinder matches... I mean, there's not many, to be fair, because I've got repetitive strain injury from swiping left. It's really bad. Um... But I hope none of them are listening. Sorry if you are, I don't mean you, whoever you are. Um, yeah, what was I saying? I feel like I've gone off track and started talking about Tinder. Oh, first dates, yeah. First dates really cheers me up. Like, it just makes me feel so happy, in such a good mood. I love Gogglebox as well. So putting something on that really cheers you up because it can be a bit of a distraction if you're just having a shitty day. So number three is some kind of self-care and I find that if I'm having a bad week or if I'm having a bad day 
sometimes I really don't like want to do that. Like I don't want to do my fake tan or I don't want to paint my nails or I don't want to sit in the bath for an hour and a half. Like I can't really be bothered doing those things. But if I do, I feel so much better afterwards. Like when you've got a tan and you've just dyed your hair and you feel nice. And so doing something like that. Oh, somebody's just arrived. Who is it? Who is the mystery guest? Bye. Oh, it's the ex-nearly husband. Hang on. I'm back. I don't... He came in for torch or something, but I've been to yoga since I last spoke, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm back. It's about two hours later. I felt like Noel Edmonds then, do you remember? In the in the late 90s... Actually, it might have been the early 90s. I'm getting on a bit now. When um, they used to knock at the door and he let the mystery guest in. Uh, anyway... It was wise of me to answer the door because he's just tidied up my house while I was out at yoga. What a good egg. I should have married him. Anyway, what was I talking about? I was talking about self-care. So, yeah, I always feel so much better if I can force myself to, like, put my tan on, do my nails, dye my hair and do all that jazz. So that's one thing that definitely makes me feel loads better and have a bath um, although saying having a bath, <laughs> I don't actually have a bath. I have a giant shower, which I love, but it was a bit of a mistake not having a bath because I thought I wouldn't miss it, but I do. So if I want one, I have to go around to my mum and dad's house now, which is just not the same. But I'm going to have one in my new flat that I'm moving into soon. So I can't wait for that. I'm going to have a bath in there. Um, I don't know what you could do if you're a lad, maybe. What could you do? Maybe, like, shave your nuts or something. I'm not sure. What do lads do for self-care? Let me know. Right, so the next one um, is... Oh, I've written down, tidy up your house or your room that you sleep in. So, lucky for me, while I was out at yoga, um, my nearly husband has done that for me. What a good egg. So that definitely makes me feel better. I think, although I am the messiest person you have ever... What are you doing, Gloria? No, not today. Pack it in. She's... Oh, what are you doing? No, it's all right. She's gone. Oh, no, she's biting my ankle. No, thank you. Goodbye. Um, Yeah, although I am so messy, like I'm horrendously messy, I cannot... I can't keep my house tidy. It's just always a massive mess. I hate it. But I really, really like it being tidy because I can't concentrate. It's not like I can't focus on anything else. So it's a real catch-22. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll just go in my room, my bedroom, and just give that a tidy up and keep it all nice and um, put my new bedding on and just make it all nice and then I sleep so much better if I do that than if I have stuff all over the floor. So which ones have I covered now? Let me just check. Self-care, watching something good on TV that's going to make you laugh, listening to music, tidying up uh, your house or at least the room that you sleep in. Um, the next one, I might as well do this one next, which is, oh, what's that? Oh, that's all right. Um, the next one is exercise. Now, I cannot tell you how much I have missed yoga. 
over the last three weeks. So we had our last yoga session just before Christmas and we've just had the first one. That's where I've been for a couple of hours. So sorry again for the delay, but I had to prioritise yoga because I just I just need it in my life. And it's not just the yoga, it like for the exercise part, it's for like everything. I just come out and I feel so so calm and relaxed and like it's like pressing reset every Monday and I just could not be without it so if you don't already do yoga honestly please give it a try because it has literally changed my life I love 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 it so um I also put next to uh, exercise to go outside now obviously I don't do yoga outside because well, I freeze my ass off, for one. And it's a little bit nuts, isn't it, doing yoga outside? Well, I suppose it's all right if you live in, like, a place somewhere with, like, decent weather and a beach. But I've started doing a bit of walking. Um, and just being outside is just nice, isn't it? It's like, again, it's like a reset being out in the countryside. I'm so lucky to live near River. Um some of you will know where Rivington is, but it's such a nice place. And I feel like I've really not taken advantage of it before. And now I've started walking around there more often. I'm just like, oh, wow, this is nice. It must be my age. Maybe that's what just what you do when you're in your 30s. You start appreciating shit that you just didn't care about before. So go outside and have a little walk or a run, or whatever floats your boat. Um, The next one is to spend time with people who make you feel good. And that's not necessarily people who are going to be, like, blowing smoke up your ass all the time. It's people who have got your best interests at heart, people who will be honest with you, people who will snap you out of it, not people who kind of walk on eggshells around you. People who raise you up and remind you that actually your life is pretty good and that you've got it good and that you can stop complaining all the time about everything. So people with a high frequency. And I read something once that said, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And for a lot of us, that's people that we work with. So you have to be very selective about who you surround yourself with because... If you're the average of those five people, do you want to be the average of those or are they negative, miserable people? I'm pretty sure that the people I surround myself with are not because if I do mix with people like that, I just don't really have any conversation with them. There's not really any connection between us. So I tend not to attract that kind of person. So most people in my life are very positive but some of them are brutal. Some of them are brutally honest with me and they don't let me get away with being a whingy little cow, which of course is a good thing and I'm very grateful for that. So the next one on my list is to have a good scrike. Oh, there's nothing better. Nothing better than a good scrike because I'm a big believer that if you are having, if you feel an emotion, you need to feel it. Like you've got to allow yourself to feel whatever emotion you're having. Because if you don't, that is like, 
oh, it's like poison in your chest. It's just like stuck there with nowhere to go. So I always use this analogy and I've not, <laughs> I've, it sounds a bit weird now, actually. I don't know how to tell it you. No, I'm going to. So in my head, emotions are like, you know, like a wild pig. Has anybody ever played Crash Bandicoot? Please say yes. So in Crash Bandicoot, there is this, <laughs> there's this like wild boar level where the boar is absolutely running riot and you've got to kind of hop on the back of it and ride your way through the level. And the boar is hell-bent on going in one direction and it's going to like get where it's going. It doesn't stop, it doesn't slow down. So I always imagine, for some reason, I have no idea why, but I always imagine emotions to be like the wild... <laughs> it's making me sound really nuts, isn't it? Uh, I imagine my emotions to be like the wild boar out of the Crash Bandicoot game. Okay, so don't ask any questions. That's just what I think. Don't judge me. And I imagine that I am a house. <laughs> the more I'm saying this, the weirder it's sounding. But stick with me, stick with me. The emotions of the boar. I am the house. And if the wild boar wanted to come in, it's going to boot the door down until it gets in. And then if the back door wasn't open, it's going to just absolutely run riot and wreck all the house, basically. It's going to tip everything upside down. It's going to smash into all your cupboards. It's going to go upstairs. It's going to start flipping shit over. So it's going to make an absolute mess. Now, if you know that the wild boar of emotion <laughs> is coming and you open the front door and let the wild boar of emotion in and you also open the back door and let it back out, it's going to be a very brief time where it's making a little bit of a mess in your house as it runs through the hallway, through the kitchen and back out the back door. But it's going to cause a lot less damage then if you, one, don't let it in at all until it's smashed down the door on its own, and two, if you lock it in and don't let it go again. So if you, if it's, you know, if it's in that kind of state of mind, if it's a, a negative emotion like you're angry or you're stressed or you're upset or you're grieving or whatever it is, and you just keep it in and you don't let it back out, then it's going to make a mess inside your house and you are the house. I hope that that makes sense. I mean, it's a very weird analogy. I'm very aware of that. But um, I don't know. I feel like it makes sense. And I, I don't know where, why I came up with that. But letting it out, like opening the back door is, for me, is like the equivalent of like having a massive strike and just letting it out. If you feel like that, you need to let it out somehow because if you don't and you just bottle it up, you are going to be stuck with that feeling. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just running riot in the house that is you and making an absolute mess inside. And one day, it's going to smash its way out. So it's better to just let it out. Now, I'm a big fan of having a good strike. Um, you can put some music on, like before. Get get yourself in a striking mode. Feel a little bit sorry for yourself. Have a proper good ball. And then you just immediately feel like a ton lighter because you've let it go. The pig is out. The pig is out in the back garden roaming free. So, yeah. 
Oh dear. I don't know how that one's going to sound. But I'm going to go for it. Right, so the next one. We're nearly there now. How many was that? Let me count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six. We've got four more. No, seven. Three more. Right, the next one is to keep it in perspective. So when you are feeling very overwhelmed or upset or angry, it's hard to look outside and see that actually this problem that you're having is probably fairly minor. Now, obviously, there are some problems that we have in life that are not minor, but most of the things that get us stressed out on a day-to-day basis are things that we whinge about, like, for instance, the fridge breaking. Um, It's not a big deal. Like, yeah, it's very inconvenient. It's a bit annoying. But how lucky am I that I even have a fridge, that I have a house, that I have food that I need to put in a fridge because... There is a vast chunk of the planet that doesn't even have enough food that they certainly wouldn't need a fridge. And here I am whinging about my fridge being broke, which is just not a big deal in the long run. So to keep it in perspective, sometimes you have to like step back and think, actually, there is somebody who's got it so much worse than I have. And I should just be very, very grateful for what I have, even if it might be getting on my nerves or slightly inconvenient an example of that is how quick we are to start complaining if the wi-fi cuts out like if your program or whatever it is that you're watching or a video that you watch on your phone starts with the little buffering circle it it can make you like feel irate and you're actually waiting probably a fraction of a second for something and how ridiculous is that that we're so used to having everything just there for us all the time that we forget that there are people who don't have what we have so I think it's good to keep things in perspective and think about how much worse what you're complaining about could be because really if you've got your health and your family's happy and you've got food to eat you're very rich aren't you you've got pretty much everything that you need and you've also got more than a huge amount of people on the planet so it's good to keep things in perspective which leads me on to my next one and that is one of my top tips definitely if you are feeling especially if you're feeling angry about a situation or a person write down a gratitude list write down what is good about that person or write down what's good about that situation and that can be extremely hard if it's somebody that's really pissed you off but if you can write down a gratitude list about them things will definitely change so that is a really, really good tip. And also, just a gratitude list in general. If there's not something that's specifically annoying you or somebody that's made you angry or upset, maybe it's just that you just feel a bit miserable and a bit mopey, write down 10 things that you're grateful for because there is so much that you can be grateful for all the time. The fact that you are listening to this fantastic podcast, I mean, how grateful should you be for <laughs> I'm joking. Um... No, but you've, you're probably listening to this through some earphones or 
through your car radio or through your Alexa or through some kind of device through your computer, through your laptop. Lots of people don't have that. Like that's something to be grateful for. So a gratitude list for everything that has gone well for you that week or things that you are just grateful for in general. In fact, I did that this week. Let me have a look at mine, see if there's anything on there. So although I've had a pretty shit week, and I have, um, for many different small reasons and a couple of big ones, I wrote down that I was really grateful that I'd had a lovely meal in Clitheroe with my mum and dad. I went to a restaurant with them after we'd been to this garden centre place and I had cheese pie and it was bloody delicious. So I wrote down that. I wrote down um, that Andy, my my nearly husband again, we have a very strange relationship, by the way, if you haven't already worked that out. Obviously, we're not together. Some weird shit went down, but we are still very very good friends so I see him a lot and he helps me and I help him um, and he called around the other day and he did a few little jobs for me like moving the Christmas tree and I wanted the dryer bringing in from the garage into the conservatory and I just needed a few things doing and he did all those for me so that made me feel much better and I was very grateful for that and then I've spent quite a bit of time with my friend AD recently who is helping me um, do a bit more exercise because she's on a health kick now. So I had a few walks with her and we went to David Lloyd's for a swim. <laughs> and then we had a Nando's. We had a Nando's after. So I don't know if the calories we burnt off were equivalent to the feast that I had, but, you know, God loves a trier. So just writing those few things down among another few just really made me realize that actually there were some really good parts of my week and it wasn't all as crap as I was making out in my head so that helped me again to put things in perspective so writing a gratitude list and the next one which is the final one yeah I think it's the last one is something which is very important to me and something that I need to do more of and I've not done it all week this week and I have seen a massive difference so I only have myself to blame for having a crap week and that is meditation and I'm thinking about doing a podcast episode on meditation oh I could even do a guided meditation uh, I'm not sure if anybody would want a guided meditation with a Bolton accent. I don't think it's quite the same, but, you know, if that's your thing, you hit me up, I'll get it done. Um, but meditation is really important to me because it has done a lot for me. And just to kind of give you an idea of how impactful it is, a couple of years ago I started having really bad panic attacks in the middle of the night. Um, and I thought there was something wrong with me. Like, I was like, oh, there's something wrong, I can't breathe. But no, it, it was, when I went to the doctors, they were like, yeah, it's just panic attacks. Um, but they are horrible, like, absolutely horrible. Like, it's almost as if I've forgotten how to breathe and they last, like, a few minutes and it's really, really not a nice feeling at all. And I started meditating after reading up about how to stop it 
and within days I stopped having them and at that point I was meditating daily so I was doing it a little bit every day and I wasn't I wasn't doing it for like an hour I was doing it maybe 15-20 minutes a day um, and I would use the guided ones because you know hashtag ADHD life I can't concentrate on anything for more than a second unless somebody's actually telling me what to do so guided meditations I find are so useful and it's something that you think oh it's not doing anything because you don't see well, actually, you do. No, you do see the impact straight away, I think. But you might feel like you're doing it wrong or that it doesn't work for you or you can't do it or you, you don't see what the point is. But meditation stopped me from having panic attacks. So it was as simple as that. Nothing else. I didn't change anything else. I started meditating. I stopped having panic attacks. And this week, I haven't meditated for over a week until today. And I had a panic attack two nights ago and it was horrible just as horrible as they used to be so today when I went to yoga at the end of yoga we do um yogic sleep which is like meditation called yoga nidra and we do it for about 15 minutes at the end and it's blissful and it's the best sleep I have all week I kid you not it's so good so I've left that one till last because if I could tell you one thing to get you out of a shitty mood it would definitely be meditation and now stupidly I didn't do that this week when I knew I should and I kept thinking I'd come home and I was like in a really bad mood and whinged about something or upset about something or feeling annoyed at something and I knew exactly what to do I should have gone and meditated and if I had the rest of my day possibly the rest of my week would have been different but I didn't so because you know I'm human but this week I will be meditating every single day and I will be making it a priority because it's important for me. So if you don't meditate already, it doesn't have to be an hour, it doesn't have to be half an hour, it could be a minute. There is nobody here who is listening to this podcast that cannot meditate for a minute. It's one minute out of your day. Honestly, try it. It will change your life. So that's it. So I've been rambling for a bit, I think, because it was a bit broken up. I really apologise for the delay, but I hope that the fact that it is delayed and the fact that I've done it will show you that I'm not little miss positive all the time. I'm just like you. I have crappy days, but over time you can develop more strategies to become more positive overall and I've not enjoyed my pity party one bit this week and I will not be having another one this week so if you are feeling like that you are not on your own and there are lots of ways that you can get out of it so I hope that this episode has been useful it's a bit different to the normal ones but I hope that it's been useful and I'm gonna leave you with a very fast recap I'll read them out as quick as I can and yeah Let's have a look. So, top 10 ways to get out of a bad week. Meditation. Listen to music. Self-care. Watch a feel-good film or programme. Exercise, preferably outside. Have a good strike. Keep it in perspective. Tidy up your room or your house. Spend time with people who make you feel good. And write a gratitude list. Have an amazing week. Lots of love to you all. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for all your reviews and your kind messages. Love you, love you, love you. Have a brilliant week. Bye.